Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison looking back at all the action from day three in Gaul in the second test match between Sri Lanka and England. You're listening to following on. So by now you know Joe Root. Wow, what an innings from him. Um, 187 before he was uh, dismissed in the final over and what was the final ball of the day. Run out for a quite brilliant uh, Daddy 100 is second in successive test matches. The first time he's managed that. At Sri Lanka, though, while well, they still lead by 42 and seven wickets for Lasith Embaldinia. Uh, what a test match he's having as well. Two full days to go. Uh, so this test match still very much alive, as is the destination of this series. Plenty to get our teeth stuck into, myself and uh, Steve Harmison. So let's get on with it. Story of the day. Story of the day. Well, Harmy, uh, story of the day. I tell you what, we're going to talk about Joe Root. We're going to talk about Embaldinia. We're going to talk about Don Bess, Josh Butler. Story of the day for me is this test match is still very much alive. Um, two full days to go. It's been nip and tuck since day one. Uh, early wickets on all day three, all, all three days. Two wickets in the first 20 minutes or so on all, all uh, day three. There's been... The periods where batting has definitely uh, overcome the bowlers. Both attacks reliant, overly reliant on one or two bowlers. Um, and the same could be said about the batsmen. So it's it's shaping up to be a bit of a class, a bit of a classic. And England will know for all their hard work, they could be facing a real, real tricky test on day five. Or the pressure could go back the other way in Sri Lanka tomorrow. And it could be England facing an imminently gettable target at some time around T. Yeah, it is. It's going to be fascinating to see what moving day is going to be, you know, third innings. Part of me, part of me, John, thinks England might be slightly favourites for the simple fact we've seen how Sri Lanka have gone when they've been under pressure. They've seen how Sri Lanka have gone when they've tried to try and force the issue. Sri Lanka have got to win this game, remember. So, you know, what we've got is, I think we've got a result, unless it rains and takes 50 overs out of the game. I still think both batting units cannot bat for 90 overs each, 95 overs each on sort of fourth and fifth year pitches. So it's whether England spinners can learn from the mistakes in the first innings and, you know, bowl that, that, that little bit better. 
um, and get the ball to to hopefully spit and turn. Um, and the ability of the Sri Lankan batsman to set up this game. The, the game, I think the game hinges basically on Angela Matthews and um, Chandamal in the middle of the middle order. If England can remove them quickly, a little bit like Sri Lanka trying to remove Joe Root quickly in the fourth innings, then I think that might be the story of the game. Embledinia ball brilliantly, Joe battered, you know, everything we said about Jimmy Anderson, we say this, you know, the same about Joe Root. But I think I actually think England now are slightly favourites when they come to, even though they're 40 odd behind, if they're going to manage to get 15, 20 for the last wicket, then all of a sudden they put pressure on Sri Lanka and the talk would be to try and get them to set the game up. How do they set the game up? And that's where having a full day in the field to dear weary batters, tired batters, if England can exploit that, get a couple of early wickets, then England could chase 120, 140 comfortably, I think, in the fourth innings. Subsequently, if, in, if Sri Lanka managed to get anywhere near 180, 190 and into a score with a two in front of it, then I think it'll be difficult for England. But I think it's it is fascinatingly poised. Um, and it's a case of who wants to win it for their team. You know, we often see in day three, and Mike Atherton has been talking about it on TV, we often see in day three that third innings is always the hardest innings to set up when two relative... Michael says big scores. Big scores in the subcontinent are 550, not 380. But at the end of the day, it just shows you the, the, the standard of cricket it is at this moment in time. So uh, it's going to be fascinating, a fascinating day's cricket. By lunchtime, I would say lunchtime tomorrow, we'd have a very, very good indication where this game is going to go. I was asked a question about just how difficult it is to play in Sri Lanka. Uh, Joe Root was ill at the end of day two, was cramping up at the end of day three. That may have uh, been one of the reasons he he got himself run out, just couldn't get back behind the crease. His legs aren't working. Um, I, I mentioned something that Matt Pryor told me when we were in Sri Lanka, and he said he said he lost about half a stone batting in mm. in one Test match. I mean, you've played. I was batting with him at that time. I was batting with him at the time. That Tell was the dire bit. prior Bob Willis. Yeah, it was a dire prior Bob Willis comment. I batted for literally for about half an hour with Matty at the end. He only got about 70, bad for nearly five hours, four and a half, five hours. And he dropped two catches off side bottom right at the end of the day. And, you know, the great late Bob Willis yeah, got stuck into Matty. And I thought that was a bit harsh. I actually came out and said, I have said that to Bob in, in the past. That was a bit harsh because if you see Matt Pryor in the dressing room, he was dead man walking. He literally could not, he didn't have any energy to put his pads on. Didn't have any energy to put his pads on. And that's what Sri Lanka does to you. You know, especially at goal. Goal, it's, a, it's like three floors up the dressing room. So I remember going off once at goal. And I got, in the end, I got a dry shirt thrown towards me. Because I thought, there's, if I climb three floors up, by the time I've come back down with a fresh shirt on, soaking wet again. Because that's, you know, how hot it is. So it is a ridiculously difficult place from a physicality point of view to bat concentration skills and that's why it makes Joe Root's innings so more better because he's been off the field for 36 overs in two test matches seven days cricket back-to-back test matches this kid's been off the field for all of 36 overs remarkable oh I tell you what it's almost like rolling back the years and I, I do I do know this is a very different task to facing India or whatever but he just for that it's the first test match or first two test matches I've seen Joe Roots play cricket with a smile. He looks relaxed. He's mm. having a chat with Dick Weller, and uh, you know he keeps apologising to short leg builder uh, for pummeling him. And you know he just seems he's. I know I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. He looks refreshed. 
whether he's going to be refreshed after four tests against India and then five this summer, two tests against New Zealand probably, and then an Ashes series, well, well, we'll have to wait and see. One thing I do know is, look, if it wasn't for Root, England would be losing this game. It, yeah. it needs more uh, than he's got. Um, and and that's part of the problem for, for his batting. It's, there's two, this England team has always been too reliant. Even with the big guns in it, Stokes averages mid-30s in test cricket. Bairstow averages mid-30s. Butler averages mid-30s. No wonder his average is going down when he's going out there thinking, I've got to score 100 here to keep us in the game. Yeah, and it's, it is. It's absolutely right. And that's where you know, you're looking at the young players to to learn and watch. And again, picking up what, what people have been saying on, on, on commentary. You know, another point that Michael Atherton raised when he said he learned a hell of a lot 22 yards away from the Graham Gooch, you know, just, just batting. And so fingers crossed, the likes of Sibley and, and Lawrence, Crawley, you know, learn how to, to, to master an innings. And the, the way I look at the way Joe's played, if you get a wagon wheel of the way he's played in this game and you see, you know, they talk about the, the coaching manual, hitting the ball down the ground. There's very little down the ground. He uses the spin brilliantly, you know, where he always uses the spin. He sweeps with the spin, you know, he, he manoeuvres the ball and manoeuvres the field, manipulates the field with the spin. You know, he, he reverse sweeps when he was playing against Ambaldinia, the left armour. All this stuff is, 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 it's not high risk because it's something he practices, but it's something that he knows and it's the tools he uses to play in the subcontinent. You know, when you play in England, you do play down the ground. You play on fast bouncy pitches, you play straight back, try and hit the ball down the ground. When you play a spin, you've literally got to go with the spin. You've got to let the spin take its course of action and then go with it. Use your hands, use soft hands. A little bit of a tip, you know, something like Crawley, Sibley, and you know, potentially like Butler could, you know, Butler, I thought Butler played very, very well. Mm-hmm. But the tall batsman, you just look at the way Don Best came in and Don Best played. Don Best played beautifully. Very crouched position. That's where Roots got into. And he's, you know, listening to, you know, I've said this many times, I've appreciated Duncan Fletcher more when, he's, when he was gone than I, I did when I played. I played for him. But Duncan Fletcher would teach the batsmen, and a lot of the old fogies would say, what are they sweeping for? What's this trigger movement for? Why are they getting in a crouch position? Duncan Fletcher believed that the, the sort of lower you got in balance, the better you could pick up length, and better you could pick up the line and the length, especially in the subcontinent playing spin. And if you look at England's troubles in this innings, players that have been caught either on the crease or trying to push themselves forward, big, tall batsmen, staying high, playing you know, out in front of themselves. You look at the way Joe Root crouch position, you know, sweeps very, very well, you know, uses the crease nicely. And Don Bess has just made the same example of a batsman lower down who gets himself in a crouch position. He can defend from smother the bounce, but also he played sweep, he sweep, swept very well because he was a little bit lower. So there are, there is little things that these batsmen and people can learn from, from the way Root played. But I thought Root was, again, was, was magnificent. And you know, I say, a, a fascinating wagon wheel to look at, the way he scored his runs, you know, the areas he got, the manipulation of the field. And a lot of it was square of the wicket because it was with the spin of the ball. I, I didn't actually think Sri Lanka ball very well. You take um, talk about Root being Root losing the game, England lose the game if Root doesn't score the runs. Embledine, you're not bowling in this test match, and and their spinners look as as ineffective as what Bess and Leach did. So, yeah, there is there is possibly a little bit of a little bit of hope for England going into the third innings. But I thought I thought our England I thought England captain was 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 magnificent, and again, 
just shows what a, a world-class talent player he is. As well as that, John, he has gone past Jeffrey Boycott, mm-hmm. Kevin Peterson, and David Gower, right? Three players, if you talk about the generations of in my day, when Goffey goes back to his day, well, Jeffrey Boycott was master of the, the, the era of before before Darren Goff. Darren Goff's days, you know, the, you know played around the sort of just in and around David Gower, one of the best players ever to play for cricket for England. And in my eyes, the best batsman I've ever seen play cricket for England is Kevin Peterson. And in this innings, Joe Root has just gone past all three of them in the all-time run scoring. That's what this kid has done for English cricket. And I, I, I'm 100% behind you when you say he's refreshed, he looks refreshed and a smile on his face. It's always nice when you score on runs, especially as captain, but it gives you a spring in your step. So even though you'll be tired and weary, looking at that scoreboard going off, seeing one eight six on the board, you know, it will it will his ice bath will be a lot easier to have tonight. Yeah, hold that please, level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelised bin bingus of the Biparcel Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Moment of the day. Well, there were a few moments of the day today. Um I thought Josh Butler batted really well. Um mm. a bit of a yeah, he's again a, a player who just looks refreshed, doesn't he? Behind the stumps, he's been pretty much flawless. And um, with the bat today, it was an unlucky dismissal. Although he nearly got out in exactly the same way about ten overs previously, they they thought he did, yeah, the same thing. So, you know, is it unlucky? I don't know. But I thought he played the reverse sweep well. I thought he played down the ground well. It was a couple of superb cover drives. Um, He's just been speaking as well. And and I suppose this is the concern. He's saying it was a lot tougher to bat today. Uh, and that just gives us an indication of what could happen in the next couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. But again, we're talking about day three and moving day. If England bowl Shlanker out for 120, you get a score, you chase the score of 140 to win the game. If, if Shlanker get a 20-run lead, then all of a sudden, you know, what's, you know what's ahead of you. You know, England could then turn into a one-day game and send... You know, send you know Butler up a little bit to to put a hole in that one forty. If they're going to bowl spin, arguably one of the best, two best players of attacking spin, because they do it well in in sort of IPL stuff and that, and it's a different game. But is Butler and Besto? So you could elevate them two to like four and four, 
and and really try and put a hole in that target if you're chasing something like 140. But at least it's there in front of you. So that's something that England potentially might have. I was over the moon with Josh Butler. I'm his biggest critic in Test match cricket when it comes to the bat. He hasn't for me. I, I keep arguing that he hasn't scored enough big runs to warrant hit, uh, replacing Johnny Bairstow the way it did. But that's 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 how it happened. I stick by that, and I still have that opinion. But when I and I seen him back there today, I thought, yeah, go on, go on, Josh, just, just, just get into the seventies, get into the eighties, and you know, get a hundred in the subcontinent. And all of a sudden, you know, you 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 you're basically keeping critics like me at bay, and you're telling them to, you know, you know, putting them back in their box. Not that I'm I'm sure he's even thinking about people, what people are saying about him, because he's so selfless when it comes to to the team being the most important thing. But I thought he played very, very well. Like you said, down the ground, big shot, square the wicket. He was he was a tad unlucky. But again, I comes back to, he looked, like you say, he looked refreshed. I thought he kept, he's kept brilliantly in the last, in the, in the two test matches so far. And I'll stick by what I said many, many times. I go back to him going away for the first test match, after the first test match, the way he is at this minute in time, arguably I think is criminal. But again, they've made their decision and they'll stick by it. But I, I, I think Joss would get a lot more out of four test matches in, in India off the back of the way he's just performed with the gloves than he would having maybe a, a three-test match sabbatical waiting for, 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 the, for the one days and then the summer or the IPL and then the summer to come around. Yeah, great. Uh, let's talk about Dick Weller as well because... Um, I thought that um, actually no, let's keep it well until till, uh, low of the day. Yeah. About Dominic Best because you know there's been criticism from us from everyone about the lack of uh, spin options that uh, Joe Root's got. But I saw um, a few people on Twitter saying that this is one of the reasons he may well be in the side. That innings with Joe Root was it came at a really important time. England um, when they lost Sam Curran were 252 for six, still 120 or 130 or behind. And if Dominic Bess had gone, you know, England would have would have been facing a big deficit, possibly. Um, so he batted well in a manner that you said, but I think, I don't know, confidence and all that. I don't know if he's going to bowl particularly better just because he hit 32. But I suppose it was a, a moment of the day because it just showed that he was batting for the captain. He's got a bit about him, and it was an important, uh, very important passage of play for England. It was, and he was, he was, he's somebody who, again, like Joss, he's somebody who I want to do well because he's very sort of team orientated. Um, he's somebody who, if if you got to the top by just um, attitude, application, um, and desire alone. Dumb best would be right up on the top of the list. This kid is, this kid tries his absolute nuts off to be the best possibly can every time he goes out there. And whether it's whether he's bowling is good enough to to to, to forge a, a long a, a long Test match career. I think the jury's still out on that one. He is learning. He is getting better. He's getting older. He's getting more experienced. But when it comes to the sort of the, the batting department, if you're picking spinners because they can bat a bit, especially in a subcontinent, then you, yeah, you know, I, I think you're picking you you're mentally you're going the wrong way of looking at your the, the the input of your team. It will give him confidence. I did find myself 
thinking this kid, the kid's got a clear game plan, whether he, he he goes into the second innings with a ball with a better game plan than he went into the first innings with the ball. And he's maybe had a couple of days to evaluate where he possibly could have done better. Yeah, the, the pace he bowled at, the lengths he bowled at, the more consistency he needs to, to have in the subcontinent, possibly working with Jeetan Patel over the last sort of two days. Then, fingers crossed, that little bit of confidence with the bat comes out tomorrow and he, he gets a few wickets under his belt. But, you know, he came into the Test match with a fifer, even though it was a you know, it was a poor batting display, he still got five wickets. And you, know, you, you asked Jimmy Anderson to give one of his fifers back and, you know, I would imagine he's getting even grumpier, Jimmy, and tell you how hard you have to work for, for, for a wicket. So, look, I, I, I think the jury's still out on the spin department. You can't pick... You can't pick them because they can bat as well. Um, but I look at the whole context of the game so far, and there's only really Embaldinia, Jimmy Anderson, bowl well on that surface. Woody's, you know, run in and tried his, you know, blood and gusto, but there hasn't really been a, a great deal of quality spin on on show. England's too, you know, flattered to deceive. I thought the rest of the Sri Lankan bowling unit was average. Um, and you know, Embaldinia and Jimmy Anderson have, have proved, proved how to get wickets on here. So it's going to be a fascinating, like I've said many times, fascinating a few times now, that how England's game plan is to try and get more wickets to give them a, a chance to, to win the series. Uh, and it largely comes down to Bess and Leach and 30-odd runs with a bat is probably going to do you a little bit of confidence going into it because you're getting, yourself, you're getting your team into a position where you can then affect the rest of the game. If he doesn't, if he does what Mark Wood does, gets out, throws his wicket away, gets out for naught, and you're 70, 80 behind, then all of a sudden you're not, you're not getting your team into winning the game. So that's the confidence he can get tonight when he goes to bed, comes back tomorrow morning. So right, I contributed to get my, give myself a chance, my team a chance for me to go and win the game. Lol of the day. What is it about wicket keepers? <laughs> they're, they're brilliant. They are brilliant. What about you know in your time as a as a player, who was the most crazy crazy wicketkeeper? You didn't play with Jack. Well, I played against. I didn't play with Jack, but I played against Jack. I played with Stewie, who was a you know Stewie was a, a Jack in the box as well. He was quite quick witted, um, meticulous. Stewie, he was unbelievable. Stewie used to when we used to go in the dressing room. Me and, me and Andrew Flintoff would go in the dressing room. And after, we only played about a handful of tests with Stewie. And after about three or four tests, Stewie would have like a bit of paper on either side of him, like no Harmison, no flint off zone. He just, because he was so meticulous with his kit, he was like six test shirts would be stacked in the night neat row. He's six, seven pairs of socks. He's four pairs of white pants. He's, his pads are like folded over and nice, neatly, all his shoes perfectly. And then he'd have the two big, big dumb fast bowlers would just rock up with their kit bags, undo the zip, tip the thing upside down and just like plash it all over the floor. And it was, I just, it was easier to find. It was on the floor all over the shop, but Stuart, Alex Stewart was, you know, was meticulous like that when it comes to it. Garan Jones didn't see a great deal. Neither did Chris Reed, two fantastic, you know, keepers in their, in their own right. James Foster was, was quite quick witted, uh, intelligent lad, Fuzzy, who's out, actually out in Sri Lanka with, with England. So they were the wicket keepers I played with, but I played with a wicket keeper for Durham who literally, it was possibly still, it was similar to playing against uh, even English, English uh, county players would come to Durham and Phil Mustard, 
they'd come to Durham. It'd be a bit like the subcontinent because you couldn't understand a word Colonel said anywhere. You know, us on his own team, just he was the thickest man alive who just, Dominic Cork described it brilliantly. He would just, all you'd hear from Colonel behind was, he was like the Tasmanian devil. It would be, oh, 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 hit him on the head. Oh, 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 oh. And that was just the way Colonel used to speak. So, and it was like, they are, they are, a, a, they are a mad breed. And Dick Weller has not, he's not disappointed. I think he's been brilliant. I think it's a pressure for a share because I don't actually think there's any animosity to it. Nah. I just think he's having a laugh. I think he's having yeah. a really good time. He's having a laugh. And he's uh, and he's trying he's trying to get you to sort of drop your guard and laugh yeah. with him, and Absolutely. I think because of that, when you're in the middle and you do drop your guard, all of a sudden you might get slight timings off. And we've seen out there, you know, slight timings off is the difference between hitting the middle of your bat and hitting the edge of your bat. And I think he is, I think he is very, very good for the game. Brilliant stuff. The only uh, memory really I've got of uh, the Colonel is he was on the England tour to New Zealand in about uh, it was two thousand and. Eight. Eight. And yeah. Yeah. You were there, actually. Oh, yeah. I was there, yeah. You got dropped there, didn't you? Okay, sorry about that. I did, yeah. <laughs> you remember that bar we were in? Uh, we didn't know, know each other then. Went to a pub in Napier after the third test. And essentially, uh, we were all singing. The Barmy Army was singing with all the England. Yeah. Born was there. Everyone was there. Was it not St. Patrick's Day? No, it wasn't. It was... Uh, no, I think it might have been around Easter or something. Maybe it was St. Patrick's Day. Either way, the Colonel, uh, and probably the last time I saw him, was carried out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Broad was, and one other. He was brilliant. Honestly, and I you mentioned that trip, and I, he, I've told it after dinner, so he doesn't mind me telling it. He knows it's out there. But remember when Jesse Ryder got got hit and uh, he punched a, a window? Yeah. That's I was driving. I was driving. song, by the way. Why, yeah, I was why dri- Jesse Ryder? Why Jesse Ryder? Well, I was driving one of the combis at about half eight in the morning on the way to the ground for a practice day, I think it was. And Jesse just smashed us everywhere in one day cricket. And Peter Moore's is sitting in the front reading his newspaper. And the news came on. And as I was going, I nearly crashed the van, actually. I had about eight England players in the van and I nearly crashed it. So I'm driving away and somebody shouted, turn the news up because I mentioned Jesse Ryder. And the news story was Jesse Ryder will not be part of the test series because he's been, he's been in a barroom bar of fracas he's in hospital he's got a lacerated hand and all of a sudden from the back of the bus i just heard this voice well i knew i understood colonel i knew everything i know how colonel's mind works and i understood what he said and how he said things and he was like well he was all right when i left him at half past four this morning and i was like oh no I, just like peter moore's just like dropped his newspaper and looked at me and i was like Yes, yes, he said it. I was trying to like think of a way to defend him, but it was like half past four this morning. That's like four hours ago. He's now in hospital. You're at the back of the bus, and we're on our way to an England training camp. People wonder why Colonel didn't play as much. His lifestyle was brilliant, um, and he was, I tell you what, he was one of the most natural keeper I have ever seen. You threw a ball at him, he couldn't catch a thing. You bowl one that got a little tickle down leg side, one-handed catch, and he would catch it. He made the easy, he made the hardest things look easy, the easiest things look hard. He was an unbelievable batsman at the top of the order. You couldn't bowl him with a white ball. He was phenomenal. But it was as simple as you know, Mike Hussey came and Mike Hussey was like as simple. Tried to work Colonel out, tried to get into his head, and he just like it was as simple as Colonel, do you see that white thing? Hit it. You know, do you see that red thing? Catch it. And that that was as simple as he needed to get with Colonel. And sometimes like, that's the best. Sounds like an Australian, basically. It's a he's a character. Yeah, he's a character. And we keep as a characters. We need them in the game. 
Um, and Dick Weller, not only is he a character, but actually he's a good player as well. What is going to happen tomorrow? I think England will win tomorrow. I think they will. I think they'll bowl them out. I really do. I think there's a lot of pressure on Sri Lanka to go and win because they've got to win the series. Uh, they've got to win to, to draw the series. I think the pressure on that, the inexperience, the naivety of the batting unit um, will present England with chances and I think England will will take them. I'm not sure Bess and Leach can bowl as, as, as inconsistent as it did before in the first innings. So I'd expect England to chase a total of around about 150, 150 to win the game. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if a, a Best or a, a Butler comes out to try and put a hole in that target against um, the two off-spinners. Embledine, you're bowling at one end, but I can see them going after the off-spinners if they're chasing a target of around about 150. So fingers crossed for a good day. A good day tomorrow morning. By lunchtime, we'll know what's going to happen. Um, and, um, you know, England, England to, to win 2-0. Brilliant stuff, Harmi. We'll find out if you're right. Uh, following play on day four from Gaul, Sri Lanka versus England, the series and the game poised nicely. Uh, you've been listening to the following on podcasts on ACOS, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's the place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit TalkSport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.